guys, this is Sharpria Shine, and welcome back to Max Out Girl. I'm excited to continue the Virtuous Woman series, and today I want to talk about the virtue of endurance. I don't know what you're going through right now, but I know that you're going through something because we all are in different areas of our life, whether it's small, whether it's on a larger scale, whether you know, you're know you struggling to give up in a certain area or struggling to hold on. I want to encourage you to not give up, to continue to endure, meaning going through, not get throwing in the towel. Uh, I just want to encourage you, and it's kind of just exhortation today, but I just want you to remember that God is faithful. He hasn't forgotten about you. The things that you're going through or suffering through, he cares about you. He cares about those things. Um, he's not going to forsake you. He's not going to leave you there to drown, okay? And so sometimes it could seem like, man, I don't know how I'm going to get out of a situation, or you know what? I don't know how to continue to have faith, as we talked about in the last episode, or I just don't know how I'm going to get out of this situation, or I keep praying, I keep trusting and nothing's happening, or I don't see a way out of this, or I don't see help, or things don't seem like they're changing. And I just want to say that the word says, do not throw away your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. And we talked about when we talked about having faith, don't give up. Sometimes, you know, we feel so weary and sometimes we feel like we just want to throw in the towel. But that's when we really have to lean on God the most. Uh, When we can't trust our feelings or emotions or the things that we see with our natural eyes, that's when we truly have to trust in God that he will never leave us or forsake us, that he will never leave us ashamed, that he's a lifter of our head, um, that he will hide us in the shadows of the almighty, that he will hold us up with his righteous right hand. You know, it's so important to lean on the word of God in these times because If not, we can find ourselves weary, we can find ourselves frustrated, distressed, scared, full of fear, um, angry, um, unclear, confused, so many emotions, but we cannot stand on those emotions. We have to stand on the word of God. And I think it's not a popular stance, but I know that it works. The word of God works. And um, being in his word, being in his presence, praying, worshiping, singing praise songs to him, even when you are going through, those are, you know, those are great signs of faith. And that's going to help you endure through the tests and trials of life because they're going to come. And no matter what season you're in, they're going to come. And I just believe, you know, in order to have that continuous peace and not to give up, but to continue to endure, you have to learn how to be in God's presence, have to learn how to pray and praise him and worship and sing praises to him. Even when you're struggling, when you're going through, when you don't want to feel it, when your flesh is kicking and screaming, when you feel like you want to cry, when you do cry, uh, because it's going to strengthen you, it's going to encourage you, it's going to help you. Sometimes your best friend or your pastor or your mom or brother or sister aren't available to pray for you or aren't there and you have to learn how to pray for yourself, how to speak the word out loud. And how to override your emotions because our emotions will try to tell us God's not going to come through for us. It's no use. Give up. Throw in the towel. Um, This isn't working. Waiting on him isn't working. He's he's giving up on you or he's not paying attention to your prayers or he's not going to come through for you. Anytime that you hear stuff like that, you know, it's the enemy of your soul. That's not God because he has our back. He loves us. He will never leave us. He will never leave us or forsake us. The word of God says he's not a man that he shall lie, meaning he's not going to lie to you. And the word of God also tells us that his word, the word of God is going to accomplish what it intended to accomplish. It's not going to return to him void. Meaning if you speak the word, you believe the word, you trust and stand on it. 
he can't lie. The word can't lie. So that means that if it hasn't happened, we need to continue to wait and trust him. And we have to check our words. I had been guilty of that, you know, when I get in doubt or fear or I get tired of waiting and I just don't want to continue to endure. I start speaking negative about a situation. And it's like, well, God also cannot go against his word. And his word says that you have the power of life and death in your tongue, that you're going to eat the fruit thereof, whether that's good or bad. So if I'm saying the word of God, like I'm believing for something and, you know, that I have faith. But then when it seems like it's not coming to pass, I say, man, God ain't coming through. Or I guess I should have supposed that would never happen for me. Those are negative words. So I just canceled out the faith and the word of God because I just spoke negative into my situation. And I had to check myself on that and just say, you know what? I got to pay attention to my words because when I would get mad or frustrated or tired of waiting, I start just saying negative words of frustration. And that's canceling out the blessings of God. I have to stand in faith. I have to continue to stand even when I don't want to. So for what I'm learning to do is just to be quiet when I'm feeling that way and just thank God, even if I don't feel like it, for what he has done, his faithfulness in the past and how he's going to continue to be faithful. And you have to learn how to do it. And again, it may not feel comfortable. It may not feel like it makes sense, but supernatural things don't make sense to the natural mind. You have to do it by faith, meaning it's not going to seem like it makes sense. That's the whole point, but it's working. And, you know, there's times where I'm frustrated. I want to give up. I don't want to endure where I just say, I know that you're faithful, God. I love you, Lord. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for waking me up this morning. Thank you for providing for me. Thank you for being my healer. Thank you for saving me. I thank you for coming through in that situation. I thank you, Lord, that this is moving and that is doing this and this and that. You know, like I speak because if you don't and I found myself doing this a lot, you just continue to get frustrated. And then you're going to continue to believe those negative thoughts that are trying to bombard your mind to get you to say negative words so that you can cancel out your faith and the word of God and cancel out God for moving on your behalf. And that's just not what we want to do because now you're canceling out the blessing because God can't go against his word. You're speaking negativity. You're speaking against the word of God. He's giving you power to create your life by your words. So you're speaking this negativity into your life, into your world, into your situation. And I get it. We get frustrated. Guys, I'm the first to say, I know exactly how you feel. But then I have to sit back and take an assessment of my life. Well, if this situation has always been like this, what am I speaking over it? Um, when I'm frustrated and tired of enduring or waiting in an area, do I praise God for it in spite of how I feel, in spite of how it looks, or do I start speaking negative or doubt or fear or frustration? Like, man, God ain't came through in this shit, or I guess maybe he just ain't gonna do it for me. Like, that's not what God wants us to do. He wants us to take the high road and to continue to trust him. And in Hebrews, it tells us how different people trusted the Lord, even when it didn't look like you know, he was going to come through. And I talked a little bit about it in the last episode, but I think I thought about it today when I was reading and I'm like, man, how much have these people like looked crazy to other people and had to really trust God? Like I think about the story of Abraham. God told him to just get up and move from where he was living. God didn't show him necessarily um, where he was moving to. And it wasn't just him. He had a family, he had a wife. And could you imagine that you're married and your husband's like, babe, God told me to move now, you know, and she's like, okay, God, where, where is God telling us to move? I don't know. Well, did he tell you what you're going to do when you go there? I don't know. Well, did he give any instructions? I don't know. He just said, get up and move and, and follow him and he'll show me. Now, come on now. That would sound so dumb to us. Like, are you crazy? We not just going to get up and move. We don't even know where we going. No, that's this just don't make sense. It doesn't seem like wisdom. But when you trust God, 
man, it calls for you to come to another man, a stand, a new level of faith, like to walk by faith and not by sight. Man, that means you don't necessarily know what you're doing or where you're going, but you know that you have to trust God. And when you know your God, you know that he's not going to lead you astray. He's not going to lead you to damnation because Jeremiah 29 11 says, I have great plans for your life. You haven't expected it. He has plans to prosper you, um, not to harm you. So when you know the word, you're like, oh my God. And think about it. Abraham, he didn't have the Bible like we have it today. He didn't have Bible at all. So it's like he had to just trust the voice of the Lord. And I'm thinking, man, would that have been so much harder back in those days? Now we have the Bible. We have all these great stories of testimonies of how God came through. And we still struggle with it. I'm like, man, these people had great faith. And then I think about the story of how God told Abraham and Sarah that they were going to have a child after they were past childbearing age and that they were going to have a son and that he was the promised child and that he was going to be the one, you know? And so it's just like, okay, how hard would that be? You're, you're past childbearing age. You've never had children. And now God is telling you, I'm going to bless you with the son. It's like, really? I'm too old. We've never had a kid. I've been barren. Nah, this, this don't seem like it makes sense. I'm well old into past childbearing age. And you're saying you're going to give us a son. Man, how stupid would they sound if they told somebody that? But God did it. And yeah, they had their doubts. We know they did. If you know the story, they tried to do it in their own way by having Abraham to have sex with uh, Sarah's handmaiden, Hagar. And it's just like, that wasn't a smart idea. But sometimes we move ahead of God or try to figure out a way to do it on our own when we don't see the promise coming. And I just want to ask you, like, are you in a situation now? God has given you a promise or showed you a vision for your life, but you're trying yourself to do it. And I don't mean, you know, that you have to stand still and not do anything because we know faith without works is dead. You believe God for it, you can move towards it. But make sure that it's God's way. You're moving towards it, being led by God and not trying to do it in your own strength because God told Abraham and Sarah that, Sarah was going to have the son in her womb. She's thinking, no, it's taking long. I'm old. We haven't had a child yet. She got tired of enduring probably. She probably felt stupid. She probably felt like, man, it's not happening. She may have felt shame, embarrassment. She may have felt like I can't do this for my husband. She felt the pressure of it all. She felt the pressure of probably trying to bring the promise to pass herself. And how many of us get in in that situation? I know I have sometimes recently. It's like, I know that God put something on my heart to do in my life and I don't see it happening. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna put matters in my own, own hands. I'm gonna try to do it without the, you know, consulting the Holy Spirit. And it's like, that's foolishness. God is going to lead you and God will help produce the promise that he put on your heart. And again, faith without works is dead, but don't try to manufacture a miracle by doing things your way and creating, creating a big mess. And that's what they did. And then, you know, her handmaiden had a son, Ishmael. And when she had a son, then Abraham and Sarah had a son, Isaac. And there was all kind of conflict. And basically, if you know the story, Sarah, you know, kind of made Abraham choose. He had to end up kicking out uh, Ishmael and the mother. And the rest is history. It's always been conflict between those two sons. And now two entire nations are in conflict because of that mistake. 
And so how many times do we get tired of enduring and we, you know, try to manufacture a miracle, but make a huge mistake and we make matters worse. And God saying, I had a promise for you, but you got tired of waiting. And now look at the mess you've made. He'll love you through it, but they still have to deal with that mess that they made. And I'm, I'm thinking like, how many times in our lives do we do that? I know I've done that plenty of times and I get tempted a lot to do it because I really you know work on patience in my life because how many know a lot of us are impatient and that's just something that I feel like as humans we have to work on and then we begin to start manufacturing a miracle and making or creating an entire mess and so you know it's so important to kind of look at these people you know the examples in the bible and to learn from them and the great thing about it is he still called them the mother and father of faith because they made a mistake, but they still, you know, believe God and thank God for his mercy and his grace. But I think about so many times how we get a step ahead of God because we're tired of waiting. We're tired of enduring. We feel like we want to give up. We get impatient. We stop trusting God and we start trusting how we feel in our time clock and we begin our plans and our calendar and our ability to understand or plan out something and we make a mess and the word says don't lean on your own understanding you know it tells us to trust God in all of our ways don't lean into our own understanding you know and he'll direct our paths and I think that's all good and it sounds great but I think when you looking at the clock and it seems like God hasn't come through and you're still looking at the clock and you feel like you've been quoting your scriptures, you feel like you've been going to church, you feel like you've been trying to do the right thing, you know, you've been trying to read your word and you feel like stuff's still not changing. Sometimes it's not as easy. Sometimes you do feel like, you know what? Okay, then I need to try to do something on my own because maybe God's not going to come through. And we may not say it like that, but that's what our actions are saying. That's what our heart is saying. And because we're we're starting to think, man, God ain't going to come through. Maybe I need a plan B. And God's saying, I want to be your plan A. I don't want you to ever think you have to go to a plan B, but I'm guilty of it. A lot of us are because, you know, we don't like to be to depend on anyone. We want to be self-sufficient. We want to have the answers We want to be able to figure things out and solve it and plan for our future. We want to be able to know for sure. But in God, it's a sure thing that he has our best interests at heart. But it's not a sure thing that he's going to give you uh, parts A to Z of the plan. And I had to read that this morning and really look at that because I have found myself frustrated in some areas. And I'm like, Lord, I know you're faithful. You've been faithful in my life. And I know you can make a way and I know you will make a way. It may not be how I want you to make it when you when I want you to make it, but you will make a way. And I think that in my frustration, I got impatient in some areas. And I think it caused me to feel weary to want to give up in certain areas. And I had to look at myself and in the mirror and ask myself, like, why am I allowing myself to 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 indulge in these emotions or to feel this certain ways, you know? And when I looked at the scripture today in Hebrews, and I was reading about Abraham, how I was talking about, you know, it was talking about faith and what faith is, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And it was talking about Abraham, it kind of named him first and how him and Sarah waited for the promise. And I really had to think about that thing. He did not know where God was leading him. He didn't. He had no clue, like at all. Like, just Abraham, I'm going to take you to a place. Get up and go. Tell your wife, tell your family, get up and go. And I'm thinking like, that sounds so dumb to me. You know, in the natural, I would be like, what? Like, I need a plan. Like my husband would say that. I'd be like, I need a plan. 
that would have been my natural inclination. But because I know that I have the Bible, thank God I know the word. I know that God can operate like that. And a lot of times he will, uh, depending where your faith is in him. If you really want to serve him and have him lead you, he may very well say, get up and leave. And you don't know exactly what's to come. And honestly, that's happened in my life with my husband. I'm a newlywed and that's happened. And as much as I like a plan, I do understand the character of God. And so when that happens, I was a little frustrated, but I had to trust God. Like if he's saying to get up and move and to go back to this state, even if I don't want to go, I have to trust that God has my best interest at heart. You might be kicking and screaming from the inside because you don't want to go and you don't have the plan and you want to know why you're going here. You want to know what this is all about. But then I had to go deeper and say, but I know that all things work together for the good who love the Lord and who are called according to his purpose. That's in Romans 8. And I know that. I know that scripture. And I know that God is faithful. And because I read the, have read the Old Testament, I know God's character. That he, at times, will tell you to do things without you knowing the full plan. Lots of times he will do that. Because he, he knows if he gives us step A to Z, then we'll just go after the plan and not after his heart. But if we have to go to him to know the plan, then now we have that constant He has that constant communication with us because I think we do have a self-sufficiency problem as humans. We want to be self-sufficient. We don't want to go to God to help us, to lead us, to guide us. If we already had the plan, we wouldn't need him, but we don't. So we absolutely need him. And I think that's the whole point. And I'm going to be transparent. I don't like to be, I don't like to depend on anyone, guys. I will just be honest. I've, you know, I've been a very independent type of a woman and even being married and next week, actually, it'll be a year. It, it's very, um, it's transformed my life because thank God, you know, that I know the word and I have great, I've had great mentors around me to know that, you know, it's not all about you. It's not just about being misindependent. It, now it's about, you know, it's teamwork. It's a union. It's so much more than just you and yourself and not being dependent on someone else. But I just feel like I have felt like, you know, with my relationship with God, I've noticed those same, that same thing, that wanting to be self-sufficient. And I have found myself at different times, not realizing it, but kind of sliding back into that, like, okay, I need the plan, God. And God's like, no, you need my presence, Sharbria. That's what you need. And I just find myself today recognizing that, you know, when I feel anxious or like I want to give up or I don't want to, I can't endure anymore. I can't wait for something. I, I just can't, you know, do this or do that. I feel like the answer is not you need the plan. The answer is you need his presence, more of it. And I'm guilty of that. Like, I love God's presence. Um, I'm an advocate of being in it, praising him, worshiping him, um, reading his word, meditating on the word. I'm a big advocate of that. But when you feel so anxious that you need the plan or like you feel so weary, like you, you can't endure, you want to give up. The answer is evident. You need more of his presence. And I just want to encourage whoever's listening today. That's what you need. And I'm speaking to myself first and foremost. That's what we need. Um, When you're feeling frustrated, when you're feeling weary, when you can't feel like you can't take it anymore, when you feel like you can't endure anymore, when you feel like God isn't coming through or your faith is about to fail, when you feel like you just want to scream, you need more of his presence. When you feel like you're just getting more mean to people around you, your loved ones, you're, you're losing your patience, you need more of his presence. And... There are so many ways to do that. 
me, I've committed to getting up earlier and getting in his presence because it's needed. We don't think we need it, but if you're used to being in his presence um, and you're not, you're going to notice that you need more of his presence. And if you're not used to it and you don't know what I'm talking about, honestly, if you have any struggle in your life, you need more of his presence. If you're struggling in an area or you feel like you need help with something or any area of your life, you need more of God's presence. And that's just the bottom line. And more than we need the next step, more than we need the plan, we need more of his presence. And I love when I think about Abraham and I think about how he led his family, man, he had to be in the presence of God. Because you mean to tell me you're going to a land that you don't know where it is. You're going to abide or live and set up shop for you and your entire family. And you don't know where it is. You have to be in God's presence daily because he he's going to have to lead you. Go here, do this, do that. And I believe God wants to bring us to a time where we stop depending on ourselves to live, our jobs, you know, or our people around us. And I'm not saying you quit your job. No, but what I'm saying is he wants to be our provider, our supplier, meaning that we go to him and we seek him. We, we talk to him about everything. He leads and guides us. And I think that sometimes we don't want to do it. I think that sometimes we like feeling in control. And I think God constantly has to keep showing us you we aren't in control. We do need him as sufficient, as grown as we think we are. We need him to help us, to guide us, to heal us, to deliver us, to comfort us, um, to give us wisdom in situations, to give us the next step to the plan um, or the purpose that he has for our lives to give us the next step forward. And for me, I just want the plan. I'm like, just give me the plan so I could run at it, so I can go for it. And God's saying, I can't give you the plan, the full plan, because if I give you the full plan, that's exactly what you're going to do. You're going to go for it. You're going to run for it. But as you go for it and run from it, I mean, as you go for it and go for it and run towards it, you're going to leave me behind in the dust. You're not even going to look back until something goes wrong again. And we're guilty of it. We don't mean to. That's just that's just our flesh. That's just our human nature that we get the entire plan. And now we know what to do. We're going for it. We got our answer. We have our solution. And that's the end of that. And God is telling me right now that he simply cannot give you A to Z. He has to feed it to you in pieces. He cannot give you the full meal. He cannot give me the full meal because I I just I cannot handle it. You cannot handle it. He has to piecemeal it to us, just like how a mom does with a baby. If she has like the little mushed up applesauce or mushed up vegetables, she's not just going to throw the entire jar down her baby's throat. That would hurt her child. That would harm her. She cannot swallow all of that at the same time. She has to piecemeal it a little at a time like with the spoon. And that's what God is saying. I I have to feed it to you like that. I have to give it to you like that, direct you like that. Because for one, you'll know that I'm your supplier. I'm your provider. I'm your guide. And for two, you simply can't handle it all at once. And I don't like that reality at some times. I'm going to be honest. But just like how a, a baby doesn't like that reality. Sometimes the baby, the mom might be taking her time getting the little applesauce in the spoon a little at a time. And the baby might want more and more and more right then, right there. And the mom's not moved by that because the mom has wisdom. She knows that if she gives it to her too fast, it's going to be harmful for her. But she understands if she gives it to her in time, s- small doses that 
it's going to be okay and that that's the best thing for her and that at the end of that meal she will be healthy she will be whole she will be full with the nutrients that she's fed her and it's the same with God he loves us he's not trying to hold back from us and sometimes I have felt like he is trying to hold back from me and God saying I'm not trying to hold back from you I absolutely adore you I absolutely want you full of joy and peace and success and happiness and all of those things but he's saying I can't do it in the way that you want me to do it it would ruin you It wouldn't help you. It wouldn't help you grow. It wouldn't help you be stronger. It wouldn't help you to achieve the purposes that I've created for you to achieve while you're on this earth. It just wouldn't do it if I did it your way. And I think that sometimes we don't see it like that. Or if we do, we think we see it like that in the moment or in the season of going through what we're going through. It's hard to stomach that. But God is not interested in just pleasing us. God is interested in preparing us. And as a good father, even in the natural, a good parent wants to prepare you. They're not going to give you everything you want. It would ruin you. It wouldn't prepare you for life. It wouldn't prepare you for success. It wouldn't prepare you for relationships. It wouldn't prepare you for anything. God is the same. He's the best parent ever. And he knows what we need. We don't. And again, it doesn't always feel good, but you have to remember growing up, the discipline of your parents did not always feel good. Sometimes you hated it. Sometimes you feel like you hated them. Sometimes you say you you want to run away. You couldn't wait to grow up until some of you grew up and realized, wow, my childhood was one of the highlights of my life because it was great. But I didn't see it like that at the time, you know, and God is saying the same thing. Like he's raising us up. He's teaching us. He's preparing us for what he has for us. And, you know, I think we just have to really trust God. It boils down to trusting his intentions towards us. And sometimes it's so hard to feel like God truly loves us. Sometimes it's so hard to feel like God really wants to bless us, that he doesn't want to withhold any good thing from us. Sometimes it's hard to believe that he wants to do exceedingly abundantly more than we ask or imagine or think. Sometimes it's hard to believe the scriptures that say, eyes haven't seen ears haven't heard the things that God the amazing thing that God has prepared for those who love him sometimes it's hard to believe that God wants to bless us out of everybody around us out of everybody in this earth sometimes it's hard to believe that God loves us that he wants to bless our lives that he wants to as the word says use the foolish things of the world to confound the wise meaning you may feel like you're not good enough pretty enough smart enough you're not the chosen one in your family you may feel like you've always been the underdog everyone's always ahead of you like things aren't progressing but you look up and God is saying yes you may feel seem like the less likely to be exalted but I want to exalt you because you're my daughter you're my child and I I want to use you to be a blessing to the world. I want to use you to be a blessing to those around you, your family, your co-workers, your friends, even your enemies. I want to use you to be that light that's shining in the darkness where people ask you, how did you accomplish that? It's nothing special about you. And people might say that people might think that but God is saying yes you I want to use you I want to lift you up so that you can explain that the only way that you are at the place that you are in life of success is because of your God and so we have to trust the integrity of God towards us his heart towards us he loves us 
he's crazy about us. But sometimes I'm going to be honest. Sometimes I feel for, I feel forgotten. Don't let the podcast fool you. Don't let um, the YouTube channel fool you. The music videos I have. Don't let it fool you. Sometimes I feel forgotten or feel like the underdog or feel like, God, are you going to come through in this area for me? Are you going to show yourself faithful in this area or that area for me, God? Have you forgotten my request? Have you heard my prayers? Have you heard my tears or seen my tears? Laura, where are you? Don't let it fool you. Everybody is going through something and everybody has felt this from time to time. And God is saying, I see you. I know you by name. I recognize you. I have called you. I predestined you. I've chosen you. And I am your redeemer. Don't listen to what people are saying. Don't care what people think about you. I will exalt you in due time. I am your God. You are my daughter. I have anointed you. I put an anointing on your life. I have kept you. I've hid you from the destruction of the enemy, from the destruction of people that hate you. I have covered you. I have kept you. I'm your God and I will not refuse blessings upon your life. I have them for you. In due season, I will exalt you, but you cannot give up. You cannot not throw in the towel you have to continue to stand you have to continue to endure because I have a great plan for your life yes I'm going to order your steps yes I have already planned out good works for you to accomplish on this earth yes all grace is going to abound all undeserved favor is going to abound towards your life so that you can accomplish the good works that I've already prepared for you but you have to trust me you cannot give up you cannot give in you can't give in to the negative words you can't give in to the demonic forces that's lying to your mind, that's telling you you are not going to make it, that's telling you you will never accomplish that dream, that's telling you God is not going to come through for you, that's telling you that you're going to die empty. The devil is a liar and God's saying, I'm going to come through for you. Yes, you. I love you. I have not forgotten about you. I've seen every tear. I've heard every request. I've seen all of the pain, all of the shame, all of the regrets. And God says, I am going to turn it around for you. If you believe it today, God says, I am going to turn it around for you. Yes, you. You feel like the least likely one to be chosen from the crowd. You feel like you, they will never choose you. Like they will never see the good in you. But God says, I choose you. I am your redeemer. I am your deliverer. I am the one that's going to uplift you with my righteous right hand. And when I do it, no demon, no devil in hell, no hater is going to be able to stop it because I've chosen to bless you. And when I've chosen to bless you, no man or no one can curse you. So stay encouraged. God is saying, do not give up. Do not give in. Continue to endure. Do not throw away your confidence in God, in his plans for your life, in his word. It seems like it's it's a dim road, like it's not going to happen for you. But God says, I'm going to turn it around. And when I turn around, give me the glory. When I turn around, let the world know that I'm going to do it through you. That I did this for your life. That I did this in your life and through your life. And God is saying, daughter, do not give up. I love you. And he's, he wants to encourage us. He wants us to know that he hasn't forgotten about us. Yes, it may seem like it, but God is testing us. God is strengthening our faith. We have to learn how to stand because we're going to go through situations. But the word of God tells us, think it not strange when you go through fiery trials. And it explains that it's not just happening to you. It's happening to your brothers and sisters in Christ all over the world. Stand, continue to stand, pray, praise, worship, fill yourself with the word of God. That is the only thing that's going to help you endure during these dark times. 
fearful times, unsure times, God. And when I continue to read Hebrews, it just really enlightened me. Hebrews 11 about all of the people that trusted God, how it just continued to talk about the prophets and the, and the people, men and women of God who trusted the Lord, who didn't give up under extreme pressure. And it really talks about so many different things. And what really just moves me right now is just in our world, it's just flooding with fear. But God is saying, even in the time that you're living in now, even in the time of the Bible days, I took care of my, my people in famine. I took care of my people in war. I took care of my people in sickness, in disease, even in death. God is saying, I'm going to take care of you. I'm the same God that healed back then. I'm the same God that will heal today. I'm the same God that took care of my children during a famine. He don't care about no pandemic and he don't care about no recession. God's kingdom will not fail and it's not suffering. And he's still owns all the cash if you need something God's got it so again I just want to encourage you don't give up stay in his word stay in his presence he'll give you the plan but it, girl he's gonna piecemeal it to you because he needs you to stay in his presence so that you can be who he's called you to be and you can fulfill the purpose that he has for your life so I love you and I just hope that I said something that touched you today. I hope that you replay this so you can hear the words that God has said to us today to encourage us to continue to help us to endure during whatever tests and trials come in our lives. So again, as always, you know you can follow me at Sharbria Shine on all social media at Max Out Girl. You could follow the podcast. Also for um YouTube channel, go to Sharbria Shine as well. If you want to hear some of my music to encourage uplift you, go to Sharbria Music on facebook instagram twitter as well as you can follow my music page click notifications so you can see more music videos so again i hope i said something that encourages you inspires you and elevates your thinking and always remember to max out girl this is sharbria shine and i'll talk to you next time bye <laughs>